Bears are like snowflakes. Snowflakes is different. Learn yo, bitches, snowflake. Make the alphabet with your tongue. And when she grab your hair like she gonna pull your damn head off, stick with that letter. I'm talking about beep, little, beep, little, little. Ah, eating pussy, the upper echelon of sex acts. It sounds pretty great in theory and in practice. But if you're new to doing it or you're doing it with someone new, you can get down there and feel like there's a lot going on. Where do I put my tongue? Should I do the alphabet? Do I get inside or not? Nat Tenchich here, and in this episode, we're giving you the roadmap to get down to pussy town and talking all things cunnilingus. You'll get some hot tips to improve your game and learn why reciprocation is a hot fuck button issue. By the end of this, you'll be licking that pussoir and receiving it like a pro. Once upon a time, it was pretty hard to find someone keen to get a face full of pussy, or at least talk openly about loving it. Mind if we take a break and I go down on you for 45 minutes? Don't ever let society change you. Lily Allen saying that it was not fair. Confidence man called out a crappy boyfriend who wouldn't reciprocate. My friends all think it's nice. My friends all think it's great. But they don't have a clue that he won't reciprocate. Now you can't turn on some prestige TV without getting some prestige wop eating. So why exactly is pussy eating having a moment? Georgia Grace, certified sex educator, says it's because we've not only opened up our legs, but we've also opened our minds to how we define sex. You know, it is really exciting that culturally we're seeing um, sex being represented as more than just penetrative sex. And I think it's having a moment because now we are really understanding and expanding these concepts beyond those very linear, heteronormative ideas of what sex is and what sex feels like. I think there's more research now showing and proving that people with vulvas need external stimulation, which is where, you know, oral sex comes in handy. Um, and I think it's also that it feels good. I mean, the, the fact that it's a sexual act and experience that feels good for, yes, of course, the receiver, but it can also feel really great for the giver. Um, it's an intimate, connecting, sensual, fun, sexy experience. So I think it's about time it's had its moment and I'm, I'm so glad that we're finally here. Firstly, huge yes. I'm so glad we're finally here too. And also, it can feel good for all parties involved. Bella Green, sex worker, comedian and cunnilingus enthusiast is a giver and receiver. She writes it. I think having your face right up in somebody's bits is one of the most intimate things that you can do. Um, Also, I love receiving it because it feels awesome. Yep, it feels good. So let's get stuck into your how-to. Some solid tips and techniques on how to eat pussy, not just good, but great. Get a pen and paper because we're taking notes. Here's Georgia. So this will, of course, be a very individual thing. So if you've never gone down on someone before, I think the best thing to do would be to ask them, how do you enjoy this? If they've never done it before, then um, you can perhaps explore a few things together and it might mean that you'll be communicating a bit and, and doing a bit of checking in. But basically, the best head you'll ever give someone is one that they sort of really want to receive. So... The first thing is to ask what they like and what they don't like, what they're into, what they're not into. Then I think the next process that's really important is to arouse their whole body. So don't just get your head in between the legs, but 
um, intend to arouse their body by stimulating their erogenous zones, um, by kissing, touching, stimulating other parts of their body and, and really um, building up that arousal. Then another practice that um, vulva owners really enjoy is teasing. So moving between the legs, teasing, maybe using your breath or the, or the warmth of your body, maybe a slight touch and then moving away. Um, you can also tease using underwear. So it has that physical barrier, um, whether you start to kiss around or near the vulva. Um, there's whole vulva stimulation. So a lot of people try and find and start stimulating the clit straight away, but there's a lot of sensitive tissue all around the vulva. So um, stimulate that with kisses or licks. Then there are a few certain tongue techniques that you can use. So there's one that I call the flat out. So that is having the flat part of your tongue and moving it in an upwards direction across the inner labia up to the um, clitoris or the glands of the clitoris. There's a pointer. So that's using your tongue in a more pointed um, technique that uh, can allow for you to have more direct stimulation so that um, with that you might go up and down side to side in circles around the clitoris um, another is having your mouth around the clit and lightly sucking some people really enjoy that sucking sensation others won't so you'll need to you know check in to see if they like that um, and always start light because it is quite sensitive then you might also work with some internal external stimulation some people will really enjoy that but others won't again ask um, and then I guess there's those other things that you can do so if your hands are free, you can use your hands to stimulate parts of their body. Um, you can use it to cut their bum or sort of touch or arouse them. Um, constantly sort of tuning in to how their body is responding. So if they're not giving you any verbal cues or any cues in the sense of words, um, maybe keep your eye out for the non-verbal cues um, or any sounds that they're making that may be sort of informing you that they're really enjoying it and then I think another thing that you can do as uh, someone who um, is giving is to to let them know or to remind them that you're enjoying it especially if they struggle um, to receive or they find that tricky let them know that you're enjoying it and remind them that you will stop if you're tired or you need a break or you want to move on to something else and that they can just relax and release into it very comprehensive stuff and as G said, there's some tongue techniques you can use, flat out, the pointer, experiment, have some fun with it. And here's Bella's favorite tips and tricks. Try making your mouth into the shape that it makes when you make an ah noise, uh, and then place your upper lip just above the clit. Make sure that your top lip is covering your teeth, that's important. Uh, and then have your bottom lip just above the vaginal opening and apply a little bit of pressure there and it means your partner can kind of grind into you and you've got a really strong anchor point, um, you know, that connection between you and your partner. And then your tongue is free to roam from there. 
Yes, I love it. But, you know, we often hear the whole, like, write the alphabet out on the clit. Bella, are you a fan of this or do you reckon it just gets you two in your head? Yeah, the alphabet's a terrible idea, in my opinion. <laughs> um, I think it's great to use a different range of techniques and strokes with your tongue. Um, but if you find one that's working, you don't need to spell out the whole alphabet. Stick with what works. Yeah, so I mean, the alphabet, you could ditch it, but it also really depends on the person you are going down on. Ask them what they like, how they like it, and listen out for the pleasure opera. Okay, so we've gone in depth with best practice when it comes to giving. But what about receiving? Yeah, I know, you're like, receiving, you just lie there and get it. It's simple, right? Well, for a lot of people, getting your pussy eaten out can be challenging or awkward feeling. Like there's a pressure to perform as a receiver or enjoy it or come quickly that a lot of people who receive have difficulty relaxing. Georgia says it's pretty common and she hears this a lot with her own clients, that they can't really just release and enjoy it. So how do you get out of your own head while getting head? One thing to do is if you are about to receive or you're wanting to practice receiving more is to maybe let the person know that you sometimes um, struggle or you find it tricky or challenging to receive, but you really want to try this. So um, letting them know what that can help you. So that might be that reassurance or it might be the um, positive reinforcement or, you know, certain things that will allow you to really relax into it. Another thing that could be useful is to practice receiving in context outside of sex. So often it's much easier to, to ingrain these habits or sort of rewrite, rewire old habits of um, not wanting to receive outside of a sexual context. So that might be allowing um, someone to do something for you or receiving the gift of something um, so that if you can practice receiving on a daily basis, it won't seem that foreign when it comes to sex with another person. And then as always, it may be useful to get some um, professional support to work through any of those blockages. I mean, you could see a sex coach or a therapist and just work through maybe what's getting in the way of you and receiving. But then you could do that personal inquiry too. So if you're wanting to maybe journal or think through it or talk through it with someone who you trust or maybe who you're having sex with. So Yes, it is, I think, really common. I think I will often hear that people think the the best kind of lover is someone who is a good giver, but that's just one way of being a good lover. There is certainly so many ways of, you know, being a good lover and, and being able to receive. It's not just the conditioning of one person's experience. I think these are many ideas that inform and make it tricky for people to receive. So, the, those, I guess, are a few things that you can do if you relate to that. Training your brain like this by yourself with your partner's reassurance or with a professional is such a great start. But there's even more you can do. Georgia recommends trying to separate your lip service into practice and play. So a practice session might be, hey, I've um, never done this before. I just want to um, practice a few of these techniques that I heard on the hookup. Um, can we set aside 15 minutes and can I just give them a go? And then you can give me feedback in real time and then I can really get a sense of your body. 
and that would be a practice session. So it's essentially refining your skills. Then um, a play session might be just when you explore, you have fun. So you're not always needing to practice and you're not always needing to play, but you're just really intentional with um, how you are sort of learning something new. And I think that that really does come down to the fact that we just um, assume that when you like someone or you're attracted to them, that you should just be the best lover. You should be the best at going down on them, but you do have to learn how to be good at giving and at receiving and thankfully this is a skill that you can practice. Of course communication is key not only when it comes to receiving but also to giving as we've heard and Bella knows this all too well. When I was more of a baby bisexual I had a date with a girl and I was really nervous about my puss eating skills and I wasn't so great at communication or things like that at that point It didn't occur to me to ask her what she liked or didn't like. I just kind of dove in and I was down there for about an hour and I was just trying whatever I thought would work and she wasn't telling me what was working or not working and we just got into this, I guess, polite sex where you're too polite to say this isn't working or stop and I was just pulling in sweat and dripping sweat all over her and eventually I just kind of noped out. (laughs) It does speak to the fact that like it can take a length of time for uh, lots of women to come. Bella what are your tips on um, being in there for the long haul? Um, I think breathing is really important you've got to get some air in there if you're eating puss for a long time. Um, I think the best way to do that if your face is right up in the puss If you tilt your head kind of from side to side, you can get a little air in kind of the sides of your mouth. If you've got a nose that's um, buried in puss, that's a good way to get some air because you should be prepared to go down for a long time. You know, some people do take longer. you got to commit to the bit. So there you have it. Step by step, A to O. But what if you're hearing all this and your partner really, really wants it, but you're still hesitant? Why is reciprocation really tricky for some? Remember a couple of years ago when DJ Khaled made the news because he wouldn't go down on his fiance? I don't do that. I don't do that. Don't. Not even like for her birthday? Nah. Well, so now if she told you she don't do that, is that okay? I'm Nah, it's not okay. Because, <laughs> because it's different rules for men. I mean, I was majorly bummed for her because, as we've heard, it's pretty fun. But in a weird way, DJ Khaled's comments did open up the conversation he faced quite a lot of backlash. It was like, come on, man, it's a thing to do. And I think this is a feminism thing too. For a long time, it's been expected, in straight relationships at least, that women will go down on their men, but lots of men refuse to do the same. But actually, is that always fair? And why might certain people not feel comfortable going down on a vulva owner? For some, they're not keen on the fact that a pussy might not taste good. Well, we're here to firmly say that with any new food, you should at least give it a go once. When it comes to genitals, genitals are genitals. So they will um, express fluid. They will taste like genitals. They, They will behave exactly as the human body behaves. And they're not meant to be this flowery thing that smells like roses. And there's also a common complaint about hair with some people not liking it in their mouth. So can you ask someone to trim? Look, Bella doesn't think you can. You can't ask someone to trim. I think if you're putting your face down there, you need to respect how other people like to groom, uh, whether they want to have hair down there, whether they want to have nothing down there. You know, it's 
up to the puss owner how do they want to do that and I think a little hair here or there is just what's going to happen it's part of the whole package look Bella has a pretty hard stance on that but I just want to say personally that if you prefer a trimmed bush in your mouth you can at least ask but if they say no you accept that no so what about people who still don't want to nuzzle between the thighs if you're willing to receive oral but you don't want to give it is that okay Should it always be reciprocated? What's the rule here? Well, Georgia says you need to work out the difference between wanting and willing to do things for a partner. Obviously, um, consent must be present and ongoing. So if for some reason or any reason you're not interested in a sexual experience, that is totally okay and that is completely up to you. I think then we also need to look at um, the difference between what Dr. Betty Martin refers to as um, when you're willing and when you're wanting. So sometimes we can be willing to do things for a lover or a partner. You can be willing to go down on them. You can be willing to give um, or engage in something. It might not be for you. It might not be extremely exciting, but you're still consenting and you're willing to do it for another. Then there's wanting. So the, the full body, I am so ready. I'm so wanting this. This is maybe just as much for me as it is for another person um, that that is of course different to how it feels to be willing but again consent must be present there so I guess I would invite people to get a sense of what are you willing to do are you willing to go down on your partner and what are you wanting to do you might yes be really wanting to go down on a partner I think there's also that other piece that you said where there's the hierarchy around going down on anyone and I think that might be something that would be useful to to work through and perhaps any blockages that you have that are getting in the way of you having a healthy sexual experience with your own body or with others. So consent, get a sense of what you're willing and wanting to do. And if it's useful to seek out professional support to work through blockages or just doing your own inquiries. And yeah, like she said, you might just not want to eat a pussy out for whatever reason. And you know what? That is okay. You don't have to engage in any sexual act you don't want to. But it's good and healthy to explore that thought further and investigate and find out why you might actually feel that way. Bella, on the other hand, has a bit of a different take on the unequal reciprocation of pussy eating. Obviously, I don't want anyone to do anything they're not into, but um, it's one of my favourite acts to receive, and I don't think I would have much sexual compatibility with someone who didn't like to give oral um and i love it when i have clients that like to give it um because it's one of my favorite things to do but i think there's a bit of a misleading idea that men don't like to do it i find so many of my clients are so enthused to give head and they always think they're weird for wanting to give head um they're like oh i'm this is strange but i just really enjoy going down on women i'm like so do all of you look i agree in some ways with bella in my experience i found dudes really enjoy going down to pussy town Some guys don't even mind not getting that favour returned. So before we wrap up, let's talk safety. We still got to be aware that there are some STIs that can be transmitted orally. So what are they? 
and how do you protect yourself? When it comes to oral STIs like chlamydia, herpes, gonorrhea, syphilis and HPV can be transmitted orally. So that um, means that they are passed from someone's mouth to another's genitals or anus or from genitals to um, mouth. Um, so I guess when we are looking at safety and safe sex practices, the best thing you can do to protect yourself is to have that physical barrier of a dental dam. A dental dam is essentially like a condom. Um, it is latex that um, it's like a sheet of latex that can be placed across the vulva or across the anus. Um, it is extremely thin and I think that the um, technology is kind of changing and developing um, and making the, the use of these safe sex products even sexier um so yeah that that i guess is also a great uh, physical barrier for anyone who maybe wants to have the barrier because they're uh, new to doing any sort of rooming or new to having a tongue to genitals and you just want to try it out um, but then another safe sex practice is regular STI checks. So, you know, every time you sleep or have sex with someone new, it's really great to get a test before and after. Um, if you're having sex with the same person, an annual checkup is also a really great idea. The best oral you'll ever give is the oral that that person wants. So talk about it. I feel like it's just something that I'm saying all the time, but communicating is the best way to make sure that you're giving exactly what the person wants, but also you're receiving exactly what the person wants. So there you have it. Communication is key. Get what's yours. Get a face up in that puss or get a head between your legs. You deserve it. I hope this episode has helped. And as always, if you have a question, love or sex dilemma, hit us on Instagram at triplejthehookup or email thehookup at abc.net.au. Catch you next time.